Hey boss women, I'm your host Lindsay Lawless and you're listening to the Women of Wealth podcast, where we blend the woo with strategy so you can create a confident, powerful, and secure relationship with your cash flow. I am on a mission to educate and empower women around their finances so we can create more women millionaires. More women in positions of power means more wealth into the hands of women, empowering them to build a legacy for themselves and their families, all while increasing the frequency of the planet. Like, come on. And this starts with healing our relationship with money so that we can bridge the masculine and the feminine and bring the soul back into money. So if you are looking for a space to learn about creating additional streams of income, organizing your finances, stepping into abundance, and getting your money working for you, then you're in the right place. Let's do this. Hello, wealthy women. Thank you so much for tuning on today. We are coming to you from the road. We are in Hot Springs, Arkansas right now, and I have Jesse Borsina, my amazing husband, joining us for a special guest appearance <laughs> because we want to share some really exciting news with you guys. We have a huge announcement that we have been dying to tell everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and we're just so happy that, you know, you took time out of your day to tune in and listen, and we hope that not only... Um, are you guys blown away by our amazing news? Uh, but also we hope that you guys have the opportunity to take some value out of today's episode too, because we're going to share with you guys some elements of our experience from manifesting to additional streams of income to even just navigating the process of making some of those strategic investments that you might be thinking about making in the near future, uh, that we've been going through. So without further ado, I'm going to give you a little drum roll. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to uh, to do these episodes with you. Um, something that I hope that comes from today's episode is uh, I hope some people find some inspiration in this. Because, like, you know, if you had talked to me a year ago, I would have laughed you out of the room and cringed at the whole woo-woo concept of manifesting and all of, like, attracting money and your your money mindset and your money trauma and all that stuff. And um, maybe two years ago with that, I got on board. But either way, uh, the last year, year and a half, 18 months of our life has been crazy. And if we can do it, and we can make simple shifts and completely change our reality in 12, 18 months, then... Honestly, I think anyone can do it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, I appreciate you saying that. Um, I also just want to quickly mention, um, so my husband Jesse is also launching a podcast. So definitely check him out, The Conscious Leader on social media platforms. And then the podcast, if you want to search for that, is... Hard to say, weird to think. <laughs> We're having awesome conversations with experts in every field that I believe has something to contribute to common knowledge, even though it may be very difficult to grasp what uh, what their individual professions are. So I love having conversations with cool people. So check that out. Shameless plug. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. So without further ado, we want to share our amazing news. So we are in the process. You're going to drum roll me again? <laughs> How many drum rolls can we fit into one episode? That's our MO today. I hope it doesn't kill everybody's ears. <laughs> if they did, I'm sorry. <laughs> little baby drum roll. Here's for some ear, some ear action. And we are 
are moving to New Mexico. Woo! So not yeah. only not only are we moving across the country, I know we need to uh, have Alyssa insert crowd noise, and the crowd goes wild! <laughs> <laughs> you got that for me, right? <laughs> um, but anyhow, so not only are we moving across the country from New York to New Mexico, but we are actually in contract right now, and we found our dream home. That which. we did is not exactly what we expected, um, but definitely everything that we could have hoped for and more. So I'm super excited to share with you guys more about that experience. You know, we want to kind of go through some key areas with you guys in terms of giving you some life updates about what's going on with us and where we're at and where we are on the road. Uh, but also share with you guys, you know, some elements of rental income, if that's something that you're thinking about getting into in terms of creating additional streams of income. Of course, like Jesse said, we're going to talk to you guys a bit about the manifesting process and what that looked like for us over the last, you know, really six to 12 months, like 12 to 18, it's been on our radar that we wanted to move away from New York. But the last six to 12 months have been a lot more focused on like, what's that vision? Where do we want to be? And really just like getting super clear on the specific vision for what we are manifesting and really getting into the energy and getting into the embodiment of that ultimately and becoming that person. So we'll definitely talk more about that. And then we'll spend a couple of minutes touching base on just like the home buying process and the current market conditions, because I'm sure you guys know (laughs) we are in a crazy time right now, unprecedented, um, but it's definitely a seller's market. So it's not a very advantageous time to buy as a buyer. So we'll definitely share with you guys, you know, our experience, uh, what's going on in the New York market, what's going on in the New Mexico market, because obviously those are really just the American market at this point. (laughs) Those are the two markets we know the most about through our experience, through our direct lived experience. So, um, but we'll talk mostly about those, but you know, similar to what Jesse said, it's, it's pretty crazy across the board right now in the real estate market in the U.S. So but we'll talk a little bit about that. And, you know, we'd love to hear you guys' comments, questions, feedback, anything from this episode uh, if, you know, you want to learn more about any of the topics that we talk about. So, of course, you know, we talked a little bit about the life updates. We are just for those of you guys who are, guys who are listening that are, you know, in our New York network or friends in New York, we will still have a home base there. We're not leaving New York entirely, but we will be predominantly in New Mexico. And then we have been renting out our house in New York for a while anyhow, just while we were traveling and on the road. So, um, yeah, so we're pretty excited about that. I mean, rental income in and of itself is like a key part of our, you know, big picture portfolio. Yeah. I, I, we didn't, I don't think we left New York with the intention of acquiring, um, vacation rentals or like having multiple rental properties at first. But once it really, like, <laughs> I see your face. You're like, girl, I've been thinking about this the whole time. Don't even think about it. <laughs> Literally, I'm like, speak for yourself. Speak for yourself. Okay. When we first bought a home, I didn't see it as we are going to create this yeah, into a long-term but I think... income potential. However, once it came on the table as not only a viable option, but such a like a lifeline, really. It was, yeah. it was so easy. It, it, it was a definitely a lifeline for us yeah. financially. I mean, at through first, COVID. I'm not saying it was easy, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. no, absolutely. I mean, it was key. It was an integral part of our financial strategy. I mean, for those of you guys who don't know, you know, a couple of years ago, my husband, right before COVID, um, right around that time, which it did influence it. Essentially, he decided to scale back at work and go back to school full time. And, you know, we had to make that work as a family with still keeping the long term vision of, you know, wanting to invest in other properties and thinking about a second mortgage and all those things, as well as, you know, running a business and having a house in and of itself is an expense. Um, So we had to make, you know, some key decisions and really get strategic about how we were going to keep our income level 
equitable, um, even though he was going to be scaling back at work. So mm-hmm. that's something we were really intentional about. But I mean, honestly, between that and then also being furloughed for a period of time because of COVID, where even the part-time job wasn't as feasible mm-hmm. until my husband decided to just go fully remote. Um, it was definitely integral for us having some money coming in during COVID with everything going on uh, and not really having to yeah. you know, face a lot of the financial struggles that a lot of Americans went through as a byproduct of that. Yeah, I mean, it was still a struggle, and like it was, a, it was, a, it was an adventure. I'm gonna put yeah. it that way. <laughs> I'm, As I'm, most I'm struggles are. I'm working on my uh, my reflection here. It was, it was difficult at mm-hmm. times. It definitely was, and uh, you know, sometimes there were definitely periods during the time where I felt like butter over too much bread, kind of. Um, felt like a what? Did, what does he say? <laughs> One of my favorite movies. Felt like a slice of butter melting on a pile of flapjacks. <laughs> that's not what I would say. <laughs> uh, that's from, what pi- is that from Pineapple Express. <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, um, anyway, continue. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it, it was such a amazing and beautiful opportunity, um, and it's just it was crazy to be able to leverage something like connection and community through like. Um, Airbnb, the ride sharing apps, all this mm-hmm. crazy like technology that has kind of connected consumers and providers. It was really yeah. awesome to be able to use that firsthand as like an average Joe with just my two bedroom house on Long Island. You know? Yeah, I mean that's where it started, but obviously we're you know we're scaling, we're moving, yeah, we're moving past that. So kind of you know talking big picture, we've had the opportunity to really learn as we go. Like Jesse said, I mean it was pretty much we did it out of like necessity and viability in, in the beginning. We were leaving New York because it was crazy in the midst of COVID and decided to go down to Arkansas and spend some time with my mom. She was really worried about us being up in New York. And, you know, we were completely down for the, everything was shut down. So we were down for the opportunity to just like get in nature and really kind of get out of the city. Um, So we rented our house just out of necessity. I mean, we weren't going to be there. Um, We, at first we didn't know what our next steps were. We just knew we're going to go to Arkansas for a little bit. Uh, So we decided to rent it out and just kind of, you know, do the, just bare bones, you know, worked. it was, it was very minimal. We didn't have a lot of systems and processes and like a key team. It was really just kind of like, um, bootstrapping it and working as we went and, you know, finding the right people and, you know, going, refinding people because, you know, people flake out or people are, you know, not as reliable. And that's just a part of running a business and management. But ultimately, you know, we've learned a lot over the way. And now we're at a point where we're not only purchasing our second rental property because yeah that's going to be our home base but when we're in New York we'll rent that out and when we are traveling Mm -hmm. elsewhere we'll rent out you know our house in New Mexico so we're adding a second property to kind of our real estate portfolio before 30 by the way so let me just tell you guys what's possible like I just actually I'm going to take a moment I'm going to digress we're going to go into story time for a moment and I'm just going to paint you guys a picture of what's possible I know Jesse said that like if I'm an average Joe and if I can do it anyone can do it But I mean, I am a small town girl. I'm so not, but I am. (laughs) By personality, no. By actual um, reality of life, yes. (laughs) Being being back here in Hot Springs, Arkansas for a little bit of time just reminds me of how How small town girl you actually are. (laughs) Yeah, so I mean, I come from a small town, single mom, um, grew up, you know, working multiple jobs to try to make ends meet to support my brother and I. And I was one of the first people in my family to graduate college. Um, You know, none of my siblings or my parents had at the time. They have since. Now they went back to school, you know, after being really inspired by kind of my journey and my story. Uh, But point being, like, I didn't come from much. And, you know, I worked multiple jobs 
to pay for school when I was in college and really, you know, not to say that I'm self-made because there are absolutely pivotal people, you know, along my journey who have been crucial in really helping me to develop and really mature and, you know, grow as, as a woman. But simultaneously, you know, like, I don't come from much, like, I don't come from a lot of money. So the idea that like, you have to have money to make money, or like, you have to, you know, have an in in real estate, we really want to debunk that for you guys and just show you guys what's possible. Because I mean, not only are we buying a house, but you know, we've been able to travel and we've been on the road and we've been to so many amazing places from Mexico, think about the last year, babe, Mexico, another house. <laughs> yeah, Mexico to New Mexico. <laughs> The I mean, new and the old Mexicos. Down to Texas, um, over to yeah. California, up to Colorado, back to Chicago, True. Mexico. Like, we, we've, the last 18 Florida, months, I have traveled New more Orleans. in the past 18 <laughs> months than I have the rest of my life. And I was in the military for five yeah, years. And totally. I swapped around every, you know, year to two years. Sure. So. And I never really anticipated, like, I mean, we had a Euro trip. Tra- planned before COVID happened, and I never really anticipated seeing myself as a person who would like be down for like trailer life and tiny homes and like just essentially traveling all over the U.S. and like being <laughs> on the road all the time. I never really saw that for myself. It wasn't really my like you know kind of travel style, I guess, pre-COVID. But then when everything happened, like it provided an opportunity for us to really open our eyes to what was possible. And I'm actually really grateful that we've seen as much as we've seen um, over the past few months and doing that with a cat and a dog. So that's yeah. what's possible for you. What does it always say? Minimal, sustainable, and luxurious? 100%. I feel like our travel vibe has really embodied that. Oh, for sure. It's Every single time we travel, it gets better and better. We get quicker at packing. We get more efficient. We have less stuff. Like It really just gets that much more drilled down and focused. So if, if you're one of those people that's like done it once or twice and you're like, it's too much, just know that like, it does get easier. You get in a groove, you, you learn systems and processes, you, you find a flow. Um, but yeah, is there anything else that you want to share with them, babe, about the rental income piece or utilizing Airbnb? I mean, we're in the process now of putting a lot of really awesome systems in place and building out a really robust team. So if you want to share anything about that process, um, yeah, I know you've been kind yeah. of leading the front and a lot of that stuff. So something, I want to give you. I, I guess something that I do want to share is I, I want to share appreciation to uh, the community that we had built in New York and being able to have some relationships where, and you know, it it, it does wind up becoming a burden, which is uh, why at this point now we're building out those teams. But in the beginning, when we were really like running it ourselves and bootstrapping it, having people who are willing to support us and friends who are willing to help out. Yeah, was, totally was so crucial and um support your friends who are business owners while they are on the come up for real for real for real not only is it a great way to learn but it's just like what you should do as a decent human being (laughs) yeah yeah and I'm always since having that experience and I think I might have done this before but just even more I'm consciously aware of it now when when I have friends who are starting off or you know now everybody is trying to invest in some kind of side hustle or entrepreneurial venture and I'm I do everything I can to not only hype them up and, you know, let them know that I got their back and that I believe in them, even if nobody else does. And, but even more so like to give them that next step to be like, okay, well, what do you need support on right now? And I'm not saying like completely go out of my way or, you know, um, help everybody, but I definitely Mm -hmm. make an effort to say, okay, like, where are you at? Is there anything in my network? Is there anything in my experience that maybe be able to help you? Yeah, totally. I think that that's so important. I mean, being able to connect with people and really like, not only provide like value to other people and be of service, but ultimately something that is like not talked about enough because it gets kind of shamed in like the spiritual and the emotional um, development world is, 
um, <laughs> the idea of essentially having an expectation and how yeah, like you yeah. should have expectations from people. And like, I get that. And I understand like, you know, healthy boundaries really support that in a lot of ways. Simultaneously, like I think, you know, mutual reciprocal energetic exchange is important. Like having a level of equity and knowing that you can rely on people and that they're going to be there for you whenever you need them. Yeah. And having that level of consistency and trust, I think is just so essential to like re- relating in general in any capacity of relationship. hundred percent. Uh, before the sake of um, this episode, <laughs> that's a that's a whole other podcast episode. Um, yeah, so you know the rental income process has been going well for us. It's definitely a key part of our overall you know kind of financial wealth building strategy, uh, and it's something that not only are we doing with ourselves, but we're also you know really creating generational wealth and really talking about our estate planning in relationship specifically. You know, with my side of the family, my mom. And also does um, some stuff on Airbnb. We're starting to get more into the VRBO and um, other kind of still short term, but a bit longer, meaning like month to month, Mid- two to three month rentals. Yeah, midterm rental. Uh, midterm, <laughs> we'll call it. Mm-hmm. That's not a thing, but we're making it a thing. Um, but essentially, we're kind of getting more into that. But point being, my mom does, you know, Airbnb as well. And we have a couple of properties. We just sold a property here in Hot Springs, the house that I grew up in, the A-frame, for those of you guys <laughs> who know me from my childhood, you know the A-frame. Oh, man. Um, some good times at the A-frame. <laughs> but we also have some undeveloped property that's actually right in the middle of town, right behind the racetrack off of Central Avenue, for those of you guys that are familiar with the location. Um, if not, I highly recommend visiting. Hot Springs is a great tourist town for a quick little weekend getaway if you want to come spend some time in the mountains and enjoy the, the hot waters and get and a if, massage. And if you're listening to this podcast in 2022, hit us up because <laughs> we, we have some places. <laughs> we do. We have some uh, short-term rental properties. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so on that note, we're also actually in the process of developing some of that land. We're getting it cleared off. We're going to be putting some foundation down, getting some utility hookups, and doing like some tiny home properties. So we're super excited about that. Yeah. Jesse is also, you know, mostly leading the front on that. I've just kind of been in the support role or helping with some of the logistics and the financial planning. Mm-hmm. And this isn't some like crazy grand lakefront property either. We're talking about like undeveloped woodland that was inherited from generations of family that owned. That's honestly even too small to put like a conventional house mm-hmm. on the lot. So it's like, yeah. what else is this land going to be used for in the town and the county kind of thing? And yeah. now we're coming in, looking at it from a different, more creative lens and being like, okay, so how can we make this, this small piece of land that has been inherited through the family where with no other real inherent value, how can we make this provide value for hot springs? How yeah. Can we make and this... how can we make this provide value for my family and for our yeah, legacy? Exactly. How can we take something that was not only my grandmother's property and something that's been in our family for a long time, uh, but also something where actually my grandma, when she first started her business, man, when she was, she was in her thirties. So that had to have been, I don't know, I don't mean to call her out about her age, but (laughs) so 40 plus years ago, my grandmother had her first office when she decided to start her own business in her thirties doing PR work, PR services. Um, she had an office there and there used to be a building there. So it's not there anymore. They actually like cleared the building off years ago. But when she first started her business and first started working, um, in the city of hot springs, she, had an office there. And so I think it's just a really cool opportunity to just like take a building and a piece of land that was, you know, meaningful to the journey, the, especially the entrepreneurial journey in my, within my family and to be able to repurpose that into something meaningful that will continue to create wealth and prosperity for generations to come. So it's like, 
you know, my mother and Jesse and I will be partnering on this property. And then, you know, eventually that'll go to our children and that'll go to our children's children. And that's something that whether they decide that they want to, you know, stop renting it and use it as like a, um, like a getaway, like, or whether they decide that they want to use that as like a livelihood, a financial income stream. I think that it's something that's really powerful. Sell it. Yeah, they Especially could. Especially the way that's an option too. How um, Springs has grown so But ultimately, yeah, you know, it just depends want. on the goal. Like, are you looking to have the lump sum of cash, or are you looking to utilize it as a like a monthly cash flow recurring revenue stream? Yeah. So depending on what the needs are, and depending on what the desire is, um, you know, it's something that again will create economic stimulation and financial livelihood for generations to come in our family. So I'm super grateful for that. Um, so on that note, let's talk to them a little bit about the manifesting process. Um, so. When I say the manifesting process, uh, I want to tell you guys everything about this home, and I wish I could just, like, come through the speaker and show you <laughs> so for the photos. You, I know that Lindsay talks about Grace and Frankie sometimes oh, on this show. So picture Robert and Saul's house. A little less California bougie vibes, but... Not much less. Not much less at all. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Hey, you already said it. You nailed it. Spot on with the money values. Minimal. Sustainable. sustainable, luxurious. That is exactly <laughs> This house like checks all of those boxes times 10. So essentially, um, it's an old, like, historical adobe home. Yeah, home in a historical neighborhood with traditional New Mexican architecture. And it has, you know, exposed uh, wood vault ceilings. It has, there's some tongue and groove. There are, like, natural flooring, tile flooring. I can't remember the name for that kind of flooring. And then a kiva fireplace. Flagstone. Flagstone, Flagstone or something like that. Yeah. Um, which looks very authentic, and then also has the Kiva fireplace, which is really the traditional, you know, kind of New Mexican Pueblo-style fireplace. Uh, and the master bedroom is epic, it is beautiful, and it has a lovely second fireplace in the right master. In the master. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, we're it's pumped. Beautiful. It's four blocks from our favorite park in New Mexico, Kit Carson Park. So if you're ever passing through or if you live there, highly recommend checking that out. Um, but yeah, Kit Carson Park is right next to the Rio. It's right next to the Biopark in Albuquerque, so if you're familiar with that. So we're four blocks on one side from our favorite park in New Mexico, which if you've followed me at all or seen any content from me, you've absolutely seen me post content from this park. It's like the epic place that everyone's always like, what's this beautiful meadow that you're yeah. in? <laughs> and, then, and then on the other direction, we're four blocks from Old Route 66 and yeah. downtown Central and the absolutely. whole main area. Yeah, Old Town too. Old Town shouldn't be much further, but yeah, we're right by downtown, so we can actually walk our beautiful service animal to mm -hmm. the grower's market on Saturday mornings, and I'm going to be so pumped for that. Like, ugh. We had, like, a 20-minute drive for where the short-term rental that we were staying at. The, the midterm rental, as you called it. <laughs> the midterm rental we were staying at uh, when we first moved to Albuquerque uh, before we, you know, found the house that we wanted and went under contract was 20 minutes drive. So to be able to walk four blocks is, like, ugh, it's amazing. So yeah, I'm super excited beautiful. for that. Shout out to Hayden, too, if you listen to this episode, who's going to be our new neighbor. <laughs> One of our New Mexican friends. Um, so, yeah, we're super the excited. manifesting process. Yeah, we're that. super excited to be in that neighborhood. So the reason that I'm mentioning this is because for those of you guys that have been following, you know, our, our journey closely, we were actually manifesting a home in the mountains, not a home in 
the urban air, like the urban center I'd right say, by downtown. I'd say we were dreaming about a home in the mountains. No, we were actively we manifesting. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> we were actively manifesting <laughs> you're, you're with intention. You're more of an expert than I am. <laughs> um, but here's the reality, and this is what I think is so key, is that the manifestation is not so much about the outcome. The outcome is a part of the manifestation. People get so fixated on the physical reflection, like the physical manifestation in the process of manifesting. And yeah, that is a part of it. Like I get it. The the skeptics or the more logical people might be like, you know, like what, what's a manifestation if you don't manifest anything. But the reality is you're manifesting energy. You're manifesting a mindset. You're infest, you're manifesting a new way of being. And it's so much more about how you're going to feel and what it's going to look like and what you're going to be able to do with that manifestation than it is about the manifestation itself. So for example, when people are like, I want to make more money, that's great and all, but why do you want to make more money? You want to make more money because you can take more time off. You want to make more money because you can retire early or travel more or take care of your parents or um, support your spouse or maybe, you know, decide that one of you guys wants to stay at home with the kids. Like, these are the things that start to impact our life that make us want to make more money. So making more money in and of itself is not that powerful of a manifestation. However, traveling, how you feel when you travel, uh, taking time off work, having time for self-care, having time to take your kids to their doctor appointment in the middle of the day, having time to run to the bank without trying to rush to get there in certain hours, having time to like take your time and stroll through the grocery store instead of being in this, you know, no shade, I'm all about outsourcing. If you can get your groceries delivered and that works for you, awesome. But for those of us who really enjoy cooking, like it's an experience to be able to just take your time and go to the store and just like stroll through the aisles. So um, if that's something that resonates for you, getting in touch with the vibration, getting in touch with the feeling of what's possible once you've unlocked this new portal or once you've unlocked this new manifestation or, you know, created something new for yourself. Um, that's going to be so much more powerful than like the thing that you got from it. So for example, like we were manifesting a house in the mountains and we were so focused on that, but ultimately we wanted that because we wanted to create an art, like an artist commune. We wanted to have a space where we could have studio space and host our friends whenever we wanted and be able to offer people short-term rentals like a yurt or a tiny home or just really cool, eccentric, eclectic pieces of property. And we wanted a bigger piece of land and we wanted it to be in the mountains so that we could really create like this beautiful mountain retreat space. So we had such a clear vision of what we wanted. We wanted the community. We wanted the feeling. We wanted to build something that was going to create sustainable wealth for us while also, you know, giving back and providing to our community. And in that process, you know, we actually ended up manifesting with something right down the road from all of those things for us. Mm -hmm. You know, the growers market and the network that we've established through the market and through the areas downtown um, and the kind of friends that we've made from, you know, Art Walk and other things that they host down there mm. are a direct reflection of that energy that we wanted to cultivate. So it didn't look exactly the way that we planned. It didn't look exactly the way that we were thinking that it would. But, you know, we called in what we desired. We called in what was in alignment with our highest good. We called in that next level version of our wealthiest self and our next level wealth embodiment. And what we got in return was something way better than we could have expected. So we didn't mention this part to you guys, but this neighborhood that this house is in, I know we said it was a, like a historical neighborhood blocks away from our favorite park. Um, it's actually a neighborhood we've had our eyes on since the first time we went to New Mexico, but nothing in this neighborhood comes up for sale for less than 500k. And usually it's like 700, 800. And it doesn't come up very often because yeah, it was way out of our price range. You know, we, people we didn't even think of it as yeah. People viable. pass those homes from generation to generation. They rarely even come on the market, and yeah. when they do, you know, there's people that will literally. There's only a couple of older homes left there. Yeah. A lot of them, people will buy that for the property, 
and then either tear down or build on add on to the existing structure and make like this huge what Jesse calls McMansion. <laughs> yeah, and the first time we stayed in Albuquerque, actually, when we started looking at houses, we only stayed a few blocks away from mm-hmm. where we're buying now. That's and true. Like and in like a, a little guest house situation kind of thing. It was like Airbnb. an Adobe. We, it was our own place, but it was a, a small. What do they call them? Casita. It was a little casita. Yeah, yeah it was a casita, which is just a little Spanish one bedroom, for a tiny home. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> more or less, more or less. <laughs> anyway, um, so it's, it's just so crazy that like you know even though like Lindsay said we're we're dreaming or in the process of manifesting a beautiful home in the mountains, which is not off the table yet. Not off the table. Like it's still in our life plan. Like it's yeah. it's in the plans. Again, that's a manifestation that will, like, that's a big dream. That's a big goal. It's a big manifestation. It's going to take some time to load. It's going to take some time for (laughs) us. And let's get real, real about it on, like, a scientific and a spiritual level. It's going to take some time for us to become an energetic alignment with that frequency. For us to let ourselves have that. For us to let ourselves have, you know, what would be a freaking 750, even million dollar property somewhere else. You know, this beautiful mountain retreat that we can really cultivate not only our own family and our own home, but also to share that with other people and invite Mm -hmm. them into the space to be able to host retreats and to be able to, again, facilitate like an artist commune and be able to like grow our own produce and really get involved deeply with the, the community, the culture and the people of New Mexico. So I'm super excited about all of that. It's still definitely still happening. It's definitely still in the cards for us in the next few years as we continue to grow and build. Uh, but it's not this house right now. And we've also talked about, you know, we, we probably will keep this house and do something else in the mountains in Albuquerque, even if we decide to rent this out, um, or if we decide to have the retreat space and rent that out. Um, so it's definitely still happening for us. It's just a matter of when and how, but this fell into our laps in, you know, complete divine timing. We were just about at our wits end. We had put in two or three formal offers on other properties that have been rejected. And we had had our eyes on and tried to move forward on about five properties total. Um, so we were really getting people come in with cash offers. Well, we had a cash offer as well. So we had an advantage in the market. Um, and our, we were looking at a $400,000 budget. So it's not like we're talking, you know, chump change. And in New Mexico, that's a lot of money to work with. That's one of, one of many reasons we wanted to move there is because we could get a lot of bang for our buck and we really enjoyed the space. We really Mm -hmm. enjoyed the community and the culture. So just knowing that we could move somewhere else we wanted and spend half, spend twice as much money for half the space, it was pretty much just like another New York. (laughs) So we were, we were ready for an upgrade. We were ready for a spatial upgrade, meaning like just having more square footage. Um, so we're excited about that. Um, but yeah, this, this divine blessing fell in our lap at just the right time. We were just getting pretty winded. We were kind of at the tail end of, you know, again, putting in a few offers, getting rejected, going through the ringer, trying to fight the system being mildly but not majorly successful in that feat but we you know we we still fight yeah um to pave a better way for those people that come after us but ultimately i mean the financing process is hard the market is tough right now it's absolutely a seller's market it's chaos to be really just frank with you you know if you're in the home buying process or if you're thinking about making a move soon just give yourself grace like have patience, be willing to wait for it, because I know that you have to, you have to be ready to move fast in this market. Meaning if you're going through traditional, you know, mortgage financing, then I recommend, you know, getting pre-approved, having your lender squared away in advance, even checking around and comparing the interest rates that you're going to get at a couple of banks before you lock it in and make sure that you have some referrals from people that have worked with those financial institutions, because, you know, we've gone through some pretty bad prop some bad experiences in our own mortgaging process so you know just make sure that the representative and the financing institution that you're going with um 
has some people who you know personally who have experienced it and can vouch for it. Uh, but once you've kind of checked all your boxes and, you know, done all of that front-loading work, uh, be willing to be patient. Don't feel like, oh, it was the first offer we put in or it's the third offer we put in and it's getting kicked back. That's just going to be a part of the process right now, and it's probably going to take you a little mm-hmm. longer to find the house and to close than you're expecting. So if you want it to happen in four weeks, tell yourself eight to find the house. Yeah. That's not even to go into contract and then close. That's going to be another four to six weeks for the closing process. Mm-hmm. Um, so on that note, our projected close date is July 28th, and we are supposed to be moving in on August 11th. So we're super excited about that. Um, we're going to get to New Mexico a week or so early just to get ready to move in and everything. Um, but yeah, so that's, you know, a little bit about our journey and a little bit about the process itself. Um, I wanted, if you could, I wanted to go back to what you said about the emotion that you're manifesting. Or yeah, like the embodiment. Because um, I've just had an experience with this this week, honestly. Yeah, I'd love to July. hear it. Um, so we have a, a, there's a hotel on Lake Hamilton in Hot Springs, Arkansas, which has a perfect, we're actually staying in it currently. Right now. <laughs> we are looking out the window from the place right now. But Speaking of manifestation. Not relevant to the story. It's kind of relevant. Kind of relevant. But it, go has, ahead. it has an awesome sunset view from the back terrace. And sometimes when we're not, even when we're not staying at this hotel and we come into town, we drive over to this back terrace just to catch a, a sunset. We do. It's a great overlook sunset spot. Yeah. For those of you guys that know Hot Springs, it's, um... Where Smiley's Crab Shack used to be, uh, close to over there by Kahuna Bay. They're not going to know that. Okay. Um, Close to Kahuna Bay. So the the boating rental slash gas fill-ups on the lake. I came out here last or earlier this year on an artist date back in like March or Mm -hmm. something like that when we were passing through. And uh, just hung out by myself and I watched the sunset and I was dreaming about how awesome it would be to... To like what what you said, you know, you manifest what you want the feeling to be, what the embodiment instead of the actual physical material that's reality. Just, yeah, that's just a reflection yeah, of a exactly. spiritual truth. So, like in my mind, I'm thinking like at the time where I was at, um, I would have seen the lake and been like, oh, I wish I had one of these giant lake houses, or I wish I had enough money to have a boat, to have a lake house, and not have to live in it all the time, or I wish that I, or you know, all of these. More like three-dimensional desires, if you would, for material objects. And like, I can't have that because I don't have enough money or I don't have enough um, physical worth to be able to accumulate that, you know? It's just not for you. That's for other people. That like subconscious barrier that we put on ourselves. But I had that desire, right? To want to be out on the lake, to want to be doing all these cool things. Mm -hmm. And now here we are on 4th of July, we come back... And out of nowhere, one of your old friends from like high school or college. Shout or out to Lily. Carew. Shout out to Lily. She just <laughs> randomly hits us up, like, "Oh, I see you guys are in town on your Instagram stories." Like, I just bought a place down on Lake Hamilton. I'm turning it into a Airbnb, a 420 you, friendly uh, Airbnb yeah, for those of you guys that are interested. Into a 420 friendly Airbnb. In a 420 friendly Airbnb on Lake Hamilton in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Yeah. Do you guys want to come by for Fourth of July? Yeah. And lo and behold, it's so. After my little artist date, I went on a little solo drive around town, and I just, like, vision casted, and I saw some places that I really loved, the, the view of the lake and the sunset and everything, and I was like, it would be so great to have one of these places or to know these people to be able to hang out with them. And here we are, not even, like, five months later, yeah, four months later, months later, we come back here, and out of nowhere, someone 
that we haven't talked to in a long time comes back into our lives and is like, hey, come over to my place and it's go literally, figure. It's literally the house that I looked at. Like right yeah. on the corner lot, right where I parked my car, it's right where I watched the sunset. Where he watched the sunset and was like, I wish we knew someone that lived here. Yeah. Or and like, then, I wish we could have one of these properties. <laughs> and, and then, then like have a friend. Week hanging yeah. out right there in Absolutely. the sun, watching the sunsets on Lake Hamilton and watching fireworks go yeah. off and like hanging out on the boat that just, you know, so I didn't manifest the house. I didn't manifest the money to buy the house, but I, I desired something. And what I desired was to have that luxurious experience on the yeah, lake. And then you became and I trusted in alignment and I surrendered with and became in alignment with that desire. Sure. And it came to me. Not that's the way that I was, thought it was, but it came. That's one of, there's two key things that you shared that I want to really pinpoint. One of those is it didn't look the way that you expected. Yeah. So you said the word surrender, but I want to really just break this down for people that are listening that are like, how do I make this work for myself? Um, the key part is to release control. You mm-hmm. cannot manifest something that has a stranglehold on it. It's not possible. Number one. Number two, if you want to control the exact way that it's going to look, how, how it's going to look, when it's going to come to you, the shape, the, shape, the structure, the timing, the convenience, um, it's just not realistic. You're pretty much putting, you are putting a cap. You are putting a limit on God. You're putting a limit on how powerfully you think that the universe is working for you and able to conspire for your greatest good. Mm-hmm. Um, you are also capping it based on your subconscious limiting beliefs. You are capping it based on the vision or the version of yourself or your reality that you are able to, capable of, or willing to receive. Um, so for example, I could want a million dollars, but if I don't actually think that I'm worthy or capable of achieving, creating, building, um, or sustaining a million dollars, then it's not going to happen for me because I just don't believe it's possible. So I wouldn't even let myself receive the opportunities that come my way to create that kind of financial livelihood. Um, so I just want to be clear. That's one key part that you talked about. Something else that you shared was, um, you weren't, you weren't so fixated on like, not only how it was going to happen for you, um, but again, what it was going to look like. So if you would have been like the only way that that manifestation will have come to be is if I have the house and have the boat, then you wouldn't have been able to receive that experience and you wouldn't have been able to have the perspective Mm-hmm. The, and this is something that kind of goes comes from the ideology of A Course in Miracles or A Return to Love from Marianne Williamson, which is a reflection on The Course of Miracles, which is this idea that um, essentially uh, we can't, we don't have the capacity to receive what we don't believe that we can hold. So if you weren't willing to like look at a different way for that to work, if you weren't willing to like allow the universe to provide for you, then you wouldn't have been in the position to even see that, the perspective, like mm-hmm. asking, and again, this is very Course in Miracles, we're going to go, bear with me, because I'm going to use some terms that might be confronting for some of you guys based on your church experiences, religious background, spiritual beliefs, um, and anyone with church hurt might be, you know, a little triggered by what I'm going to share, but essentially, um, that's how the Holy Spirit works. We think that the Holy Spirit is, like, just going to bless us with all these gifts, or that, like, all of our problems go away, but the reality is the Holy Spirit changes our perspective. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit (laughs) changes our hearts, and what that means is it changes your perspective of how you relate to your own experience, including your trauma. So it's not a matter of taking all the bad things that have happened in your life away, it's just a matter of being able to look at that differently and have a new perspective. So asking God, asking the Holy Spirit, asking, asking, you know, whatever your higher power is to give you a new perspective on something is actually so much more empowering than trying to change the physical circumstances. So I just want to, you know, draw attention to that and just acknowledge you because that's such a powerful and profound realization. Yeah, that's totally true. I guess if, if grace had not touched my heart, I could have very easily gone into that experience and been like jealous yeah. or 
uh, I wish I had this opportunity. Sure. There's like, there's so many times that where again, that's a breadcrumb, like mm-hmm. you being willing to receive that experience. Okay. So God, the universe, your higher self, whatever you believe is like, all right, that's positive feedback. They are willing to receive the gifts. They're willing to receive the abundance and the overflow that I have for them, that life has for them. And so now it's essentially like you can be blessed with more. What's our mantra for blessings, babe? Uh, thank, thank you, you more, more please. please. Thank you. Thank you, God. More please. Thank you, goddess. More uh, please. Every single time something crazy happens to us or we receive a ridiculous blessing or one of our prayers are answered, we, we hold hands and we're like, thank you. More please. <laughs> we do. We also have this really cute little like jump in circles thing that we do. Um, <laughs> you got to see it. We are so cute. We're, limit, it's, it's we're limited in our audio um media delivery methods to show Maybe you that would be one of mean. your first reels us jumping <laughs> around in a circle oh yeah perhaps uh so like you know hopefully you guys got some good insights we wanted to share with you our you know our, annou- our exciting announcements just some general life updates you know we'll keep you guys posted about what it's like to actually move across the country since we don't move in um for a few more weeks uh and hopefully you know you guys got some insights around rental income and short-term rentals if that's something you're interested in learning more about the manifesting process as a whole, the home buying process, and really just current market conditions, buying buying a house not only across the country when we're traveling, when we're not there half the time, um, or more, uh, as well as being in a seller's market and just navigating that process and getting financing and coming through with a cash offer. And if you're curious about what that process looks like or you're needing some support in your own journey through you know, either buying your first house as a primary residence, or if you're interested in purchasing properties or land to develop for rental income, then definitely reach out to me. I'd love to support you. Happy to hop on a 20 minute, you know, complimentary mindful money call to just kind of get a feel for where you're at and what you need support with and see where I can give you guidance and insight. I mean, it's something we've navigated a few times now and that I, you know, help a ton of my clients with. So definitely let me know if you need that support. Friendly reminder, once again, to check out Jesse's new podcast. Thank you, baby. Hard to say. Weird Weird to to think. think. (laughs) I also want to say, um, if you desire a home or a house or an upgrade from whatever your current living situation is, or you want to do something different and you feel like you can't for any reason, you should absolutely hop in Lindsay's DMs. Like I have so many friends nowadays that I ask like, Hey, you planning on getting a place? Are you planning on moving out of this apartment? Are you planning on moving out of your parents' place? And I hear every excuse across the world. Like, yeah. Oh, I need to get my credit right. People oh, are throwing for so much money this, away this, renting. That, that, that. They're paying, like, let me just it's mention this. It's not even that. People just aren't aware of this, what's out there. That's true. But this episode was totally not about me trying to convince you to buy a house. It was really just to share our experience and, you know, provide insights <laughs> in the renting and buying process for us and how it's been. Um, but also, and to share, you know, our exciting news. But I will say, when you are renting for, like, long periods of time, like, if you've been renting for five years, ten years, or even more than that, you're essentially paying for someone else's retirement fund when you could be providing for your own. You could be, Mm -hmm. like, you're sending someone else's kids to college when you could be doing that for yourself. Building equity. And what I mean by that is buying a home, like Jesse said, is building equity. It's creating economic mobility and and an asset that you actually have the ability to utilize to create income and financial livelihood. Whether that means you're renting it out or that means you decide to sell it in the future when the, the asset has appreciated. So, and I mean, even better when you do both. So essentially what I want to communicate is, you know, start investing in yourself, starting investing in your legacy. And it is possible to get started in a really affordable way. There's so many economic stimulation programs. There's so many um, like FHA mortgage, essentially like incentives to get people buying houses, to get people making those kind of investments. 
um, even if you don't feel like you can afford it, quote unquote, because the reality is you're spending more, not only in the short run, but also in the long run when you're renting versus owning. I mean, our, our mortgage is not substantially more than what our rent would be, if at all, maybe cheaper, honestly, yeah. in some areas. So just be mindful of that. I mean, you know, we were paying 2300 2500 to rent places in New Mexico, and they were really more than that, but we were kind of getting people to work with us because we were two people, and we couldn't find a one or two bedroom, so we had to rent out these four or five bedroom houses. Um, but ultimately, I mean, we're purchasing something that's in the same ballpark that's maybe even nicer, and we're going to be paying less for our mortgage per month than we paid for rent. So just be mindful of that. I mean, it does, it's not as expensive as you think. There's a lot of ways to get started. Um, and if you need any support navigating that, that terrain or figuring out how to start saving up for a down payment, starting to get your money working for you, then like I said, reach out. Let me know. I'm always here to support you. Uh, Jesse, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your insights with us and just kind of vibing out with us today. I know everyone uh, loves whenever we have you on the podcast. Thank you so much. <laughs> it was my absolute pleasure to be here. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. See you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this episode resonated with you, please share it on social media or send it to a friend you think would love it too. Want to hear more episodes? Subscribe so that you'll be the first to know when we drop a new episode and also leave a five-star review on iTunes. Your support means the world to us. Let us know how the podcast is impacting you so we can empower more women through the Women of Wealth podcast. For more info on me, you can visit lawlessbalance.com slash resources. Got some free cool stuff for you in there too. Or come hang out with me on Instagram at lawlessbalance. See you there.